Proverbs 13, 20 says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. That statement gives us a path to guaranteed growth. It's not necessarily a promise, but rather a principle. And that's probably a distinction without a difference, but it's a principle. Now, there are physical principles that we know will work every single time they're tried. If you throw a lighted match into a can full of gas, there's going to be an explosion. Nobody with a brain doubts that. Nobody with a brain saying, well, you know, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't work. No, Uh, you throw a lighted match in a can of gas, it's going to blow up every time. It's going to work every time. Physical principle that if you jump off of a 20-story building, there's going to be a big splat on the sidewalk that you're not going to walk away from. Nobody questions that. And you can put just as much confidence in this principle. He that walks with wise men shall be wise. Guaranteed principle of life. He that walks with wise men shall be wise. It's a principle of guaranteed spiritual growth. Now let me remind you that the Bible says that spiritual growth is defined as becoming more like Jesus. Romans 8 verse 29 Whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. So the Bible defines spiritual growth as becoming more like Jesus Christ. Let me also remind you that in the book of Proverbs, wisdom is Jesus Christ. So how do you get that? Well, read Proverbs 8, read it carefully, and compare it with John chapter 1. And you'll see clearly that wisdom, as presented in the book of Proverbs, is Jesus Christ. The wisdom of Proverbs is not earthly wisdom. You get your oil changed every 3,000 miles. That's earthly wisdom, and that's good wisdom. Hey, that's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with earthly wisdom, but it falls short of the wisdom that God gives. It's not the same. It doesn't rise to that level. The wisdom of Proverbs is the essence of everything that God wants his children to have. It takes a lot of territory in. Wisdom in Proverbs, I believe, is equivalent to grace and peace and spirit fullness in the New Testament. Basically covers everything in the Christian life that God wants his people to receive from him. So, all that put together... If you're growing in God-given wisdom, you're becoming more like Jesus. You're growing spiritually. Do you get that? Everything we've said so far, this is the conclusion. This is the, the, the outcome of the equation. That if you're growing in wisdom, you're becoming more like Jesus Christ. You're growing spiritually. So let's go back to the statement, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. That statement gives us a guarantee of spiritual growth. You can know on any given day, I'm going to grow today. If you follow the principle, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. When I left for Michigan last Sunday morning, I guess we left 
what time did we leave here? 11, uh, whatever time we left. But when, I, when we left for Michigan last week, I went to Michigan knowing that I was going to grow spiritually. Why? Because, because that's some sort of a uh, pinnacle of spiritual. No, no there's, no, there's not a Mecca or anything like that. No, I knew that I was going to be walking with wise men for a few days. And the Bible says, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. When I went to the summit a few weeks ago, I knew. It wasn't a question of, let me go to the summit and hopefully I'll get something. No, I knew when I went to the summit. I knew that I'd be growing spiritually. Why? Because he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. That's not pride. It's Bible principle. You could come to church every time knowing that you're going to grow spiritually as a result of being here. Why? Because I'm the pastor and I'm so wise. No, because every time these doors open for church, there are wise people gathered here. There are people that have been walking with God. There are people that know God. There are people who have studied God, who have grown spiritually, and you just being with them and fellowshipping with them. Now, wait, if you come to church and you sit downstairs by yourself, you're not going to grow. If you come to church and you wander around outside in the property, you're not going to grow. But if you'll sit in here where wise men are, wise people, wise men and wise women, If you'll sit in here where mature Christians are, you will grow. Because he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. You can listen to preaching. And you can know that you're going to be more like Jesus when you're finished. On what basis can you know that? Because he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. You can read a book, not just any book but a book written by a wise man or a wise woman. You can read a book and know that you're going to be a better Christian when you're done. On this principle, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Oh, I I wish I could get every Christian to take God at his word. Because God gives us so many principles that are done. They are guaranteed. You can bank on it. You can build your life on it. That's why Jesus said the wise man built his house upon the rock. God gives us his word and says, you can build on this. And here's one of the principles that you can build on. Every day this week, you can start the day knowing, I'm going to grow today. I'm going to grow today because I'm going to walk with wise men today. I'm going to get in the ultimate source of wisdom, first thing, the word of God. I'm going to interact with wise men throughout the day, whether it's by reading books, listening to messages, or maybe have the opportunity of fellowshipping with them. I almost said rubbing shoulders, but that one never made sense to me. As a kid, the preacher would say, as we rub shoulders, I go, man, I'm not sure I've ever rubbed shoulders in my life. So, so I hesitate to use that one, but I think we all know what it, it means, you know, interact with people. But I can know as I go through the day today, I'm going to grow. We like to talk about growth like it's some mysterious maybe. So then they were not responsible to do it. You know, when I was, when I was uh, growing up, and I wanted to be six foot seven. Because when I was a kid, that my doctor, I had this little Italian doctor, that when I was 10 years old, I was taller than he was. 
And he had these charts, and he told me based upon my rate of growth, I was going to be six foot six. So I really wanted to be six foot seven, just to go one, one inch past what he said I was going to be. And I stopped at six foot five. And so now I'm this, I'm this midget of six foot five ever since. But, but when I was 12 years old, I grew like six inches in, in one year. I, I just went, phew, shot up. And from that time forward, I measured my height every single morning. And, and every night. By the way, I was always shorter at night than I was in the morning. And because uh, I guess you grow overnight and then you shrink during the day. I don't know. That was my own scientific observation there. But I promise you, I measured my height every single day. And um, I came to the sad realization that there's nothing I can do. Now, if there is something I can do, like Barney Fife, hang myself in a closet if to, in order to... You never saw that one. You're too busy watching these wicked shows. You need to learn Barney Fife hanging himself by the neck in the closet so he can be tall enough to pass the deputy test. But anyway, uh, if, if there was something that I could do to grow taller, I didn't know anything about it. I came to the realization I can't add any height to my stature, as Jesus said. Jesus was right again. But spiritual growth, I can do something about that. Because he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Now, let's notice a few things about this. First of all, if you want to grow, you've got to choose the right wise men. You've got to be careful because notice the rest of the verse says, a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Now, that second principle is just as guaranteed to work as the first one is. Many a person has been destroyed because they chose fools to be their wise men. That sounds like a fortune cookie, doesn't it? I, I just, that, it wasn't. Uh, anyway. But many a person has been destroyed because they chose fools to be their wise men. Choose wise men who already are what you want to become. I've never been to a shrink, but I've always wondered if you go, if you go in to see the shrink, are you allowed to ask them, hey, um, just by the way, what's your marriage like? Or is that out of bounds? I don't know. You know hey, by the way, what, how, can I meet your kids? Do, do they all live in your house? You know, hey, uh, you know, what, how, are you emotionally stable? I don't know if you're allowed to ask that or not. The fact is, if you want to choose a wise man, choose wise men who have a proven track record. Choose wise men who've been passionately pursuing God for a longer time than you have. If you want to grow... Then walk with, with wise men, but choose wise men who are truly wise. But also, if you want to grow, you got to open your heart and your mind to wise men. It's not just a matter of, you know, hey, I was walking down the street and I bumped into a wise man. And whoa, all of a sudden I could just feel it. No, you got to walk with them. It has the idea of walking with them and saying, Teach me something. And, and you don't literally say, teach me something, but you put yourself there. Proverbs 18.4 says, The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. Okay, next month, actually, I think three weeks from today, Dr. Williams is with us, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There's a wise man. There's not a person in this room that cannot learn many, many things from Dr. Williams. Let me say in great love, you're a fool if you don't get here to hear him preach. And you ought to look for the opportunity to speak to him. But here's a tragedy. First of all, when you speak to a man like Dr. Williams or 
Dr. Young, who comes every February, or men like the men of God that we have every year, and others that we have once in a while. I tell you, if if you if you we had uh, Dr. Daryl Cox last year. Oh man, if you missed that, you missed something. Not just oh, he's such a great preacher, but the opportunity to be around such a tremendous man of God. But here's the thing: if you just sit down in a chair and say, "I'm I'm going to let I'm going to let Dr. Williams just." give me some wisdom it's not going to flow from him for one thing he doesn't know if you want it maybe you just want him to sign your bible maybe you just into the celebrity preacher thing but if you go up to dr williams and maybe suppose you had the opportunity to share a meal with him and you just learn how to draw the water from the well You'll learn how to say something that taps into all the wisdom that he's accumulated, that he's gotten from God over the years. And it may be something that has to humble you a little bit. Like, I'm just throwing out an example. Dr. Williams, i got to be honest with you. When I pray, I pray for about five minutes and I run out of things to say. So I would never admit that to him. Then you're not going to get any water from the well. You're not going to learn from someone when your response to everything is, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. They're going to to stop. No, I love Proverbs 18.4. Words of a man are as deep waters, the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. So what I see there is once once you get it flowing, you like prime the pump. Then it flows. How many of you ever siphoned something? How many of you ever siphoned gas? How many of you ever siphoned gas and got a nice old swallow full? That's, yeah, I did one time. It was my first attempt at siphoning gas. I had to mow the lawn, and I was out of gas, and, I, and I'd seen my father do it, and so I went for it, and I was burping gas for about three weeks after that. <laughs> Gasoline, that is. But anyway, that, that, I had to clarify that. Anyway, but... Uh, Siphoning, the idea of siphoning is, is, uh, is like, it's sort of like priming it, getting it flowing. Once you get the wisdom flowing from the mouth of a wise man, then it'll flow. The wellspring of wisdom as a, as a flowing brook. And boy, it's so unfortunate to get with a wise man and then instead of drawing from his wisdom, trying to convince him of how wise you are. Because you know what he'll do? He'll sit and listen to you. And you'll go away empty, all proud of yourself. I told him how wise I am. Yeah, but you walked away with nothing. Or when they start sharing with wisdom, sharing wisdom with you, you're too proud to admit that you never heard something before. Or you had heard it before. But here's what I found. If, if you're talking to somebody and one-tenth of what they have to say you've never heard before, the, the other nine-tenths you have, you need to listen to the nine-tenths to get the one-tenth. Because as soon as you start in with, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, oh, I knew that. Yeah, I know. Because you're afraid for them to think you didn't know something, they're going to stop. Why should they let wisdom flow to somebody who already, already has it? Well, you, I guess you don't need what, what, what I... And it's, there's, by the way, there's no pride involved with wise men. 
I'm not saying they have no pride. I'm saying a truly wise man is not thinking, I have all this wisdom, and if you, if you draw it out properly, I'll share it with you. No, it's not like that. They're the most humble men. A truly wise man will be one of the most humble people you'll ever meet. I sat, uh, I mentioned Brother Daryl Cox. He was at, uh, at camp meeting this week. Now, I haven't seen Brother Cox since he was with us here last year, so a year and, what, three months Last year when he was here, I had the privilege of we went up to see some of the historical sites and I was driving the, the van and I was driving and he was in the passenger seat. And you know how it is, maybe you don't, when you're in a passenger van, the people in the front are like disconnected from the rest of the group. They can't hear each other a lot of times what they're saying. So Brother Cox and I had a, a personal conversation. We were talking books the whole time. And I was just getting from him names of books. Well, it was hard because, because I couldn't write it down because I'm driving. And, but I did manage to get my hands on some of the books that he was telling me about. I'm trying to memorize the names of the authors and so forth. When I saw him Monday night for the first time in about 15 months, we did about 10 seconds of small talk because that's about all I got in me ever. And then I said, I, I read that book that you recommended last year, and I named the book. And I said, oh, that other, that other author, and I named the author. And then I said, that other, uh, I named a third author. And then he said, did I... Did I ever tell you about so-and-so? And he had. So I said, yes, sir, you had. I, got, I forgot. I got his book also. He was a blessing. And he said, you ought to also read. And he named a couple of people that he ought to also recommended. But I didn't say, I didn't say, oh, I already got them. Because I knew he'd get on a roll and he'd say somebody I hadn't heard. And he finally got, after just a minute or two, he got to, have you ever read and he gave me a name, the name of a man I've never even heard of. He said he wrote this book. He said, my son, his son is a pastor in South Carolina. He said, my son said he thinks it's the best book he's ever read on becoming a man of God. <laughs> I went back to my room. We got back about midnight to the room, and I got on Amazon before I went to bed and ordered it. It was waiting for me when I got home. I've already read the first chapter. Why? Because I sat with a wise man. Oh, you say, he's just a man like me, and you're just a moron. Listen, if there was no such thing as a wise man, God wouldn't have told us that they exist. Do you get that? I remember last year, I don't know, it's been two or three years. Jose was in uh, getting ready to go to college mode. There he is, getting ready to go to college mode. And Oh, is that what I'm hearing over there? Is that, is that water over there? I, th- I thought, man, somebody's got a big old, big old piece of candy they're unwrapping over there. But um, it's all safe. We're all good. And the house will all die together. The place will burn down. It'll be great. So, no, it's all safe. It's all good. Um, so Brother Ray was here. I guess this is two and a half years ago now. And uh, we were going we to take him to eat. And so we went with Brother Ray, Mrs. Young, to Olive Garden. And I asked Matthew and Jose, since I know Jose was... Uh, working to, uh, to save money for college. He was going to go the following September. And so we went to Olive Garden. We're sitting at the meal. And I'll never forget, and I didn't tell Jose to do this, and I didn't prime him. He just did it on his own. He's sitting right across from, from Brother Ray. And I'm telling you, I couldn't get a word in edgewise because Jose's saying, Brother Ray, do college students, yada, 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 yada. Brother Ray would answer that question and We'd be eating some more, and Jose would say, Brother Ray, do, do, are we allowed to do, 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 What's the best way to do, do, What's a good idea for how we do, 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 Just asking Brother Ray questions and letting him talk. 
That's what I'm talking about. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Let me notice something else from this verse. If you want to grow, you got to travel with the wise men. Now, I use the word travel there because it says walketh. Walketh. Jesus said it this way, Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. My wife and I saw a yoke in an in a, uh, antique store on our anniversary. That's the only time we go to antique stores on our anniversary, once a year. We saw a yoke, and I wanted to buy it because a yoke is such a strong illustration of Bible truths. But Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. And the, the picture is that Jesus is pulling the load with us. He's in the yoke on this side. I'm in the yoke on this side. We're working together. We're pulling together. And by the way, when Jesus is pulling, I'm not carrying much of the load. But he said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. You know how you learn of people? Get in the yoke with them and pull and work. My best friends from college were not my roommates. My best friends in college were not the guys I played basketball with or guys that went out and went out to eat with. My best friends from college, and college was 30 years ago. My best friends in the world are men that I was, was in the yoke with. And I call them, and they call me, and we interact. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. You want to grow? I tell you, I grew last night. Driving the perimeter of Danbury, there was eight of us all together. And with a van full of men. And by the way, every one of those men had wisdom to offer the other men. And in that perimeter prayer meeting, as we prayed around the the perimeter of our city and just said, God, please work. God, please work. God, please save souls. Give us your power. Do something here in Danbury for thy glory. I got wisdom. Because he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. There was wisdom last week to be gained at the Sunday dinner. You... You worked hard, you did a job, you came early, you set up, you served meals, you greeted people, you served people. You were there after they were gone, you took down tables, you put away things, you threw away trash, you swept up the floor. There was wisdom to be gained. I don't mean how to cook or how to serve a plow, I don't mean any of that, although I guess there's that to be gained. I'm talking about there was a group of wise people there. And you got in the yoke with them and walked with them for a while. And we all came away wiser. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Those of you that were a part of the team of Sunday school this morning, you grew today. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Those of you that worked on the bus this morning, you grew today. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Lastly, if you want to grow, you've got to be willing to be someone else's wise man. Here's what happens. You follow after wise men and you learn from them. Then one day you glance behind you and you notice that someone else is looking to you. And that gives you a new motivation to keep growing. Because you realize somebody's looking at me. We were uh, with a, a family this week that was uh, the special music of the week. And it's a family that is, as they've been singing together for years, but they've just really gotten been used of God in the last few years for for, uh, uh, various reasons, but just tremendous people, tremendous Christian people, a pastor and his family from Delaware. And my wife was talking to um, the the girls, adult girls in the the family after the service the other night. And the one girl said, you know, 
She said, when it was just us at our church at home, she said, I, you know, I was, I was living right, but she said, I just felt like I can live like, like I want to live. And she said, now we're going from church to church. We're meeting people. People are asking for me to sign their Bible. People are buying our CD. They're taking pictures with me like I'm somebody. And I realize I better live right. I was living right already, but now I feel really motivated to, man, I want to set a right example. I, I got to live a holy life. You got to be willing to be someone else's wise man. Gives you a new motivation to keep growing. Gives you more reason to be faithful. You don't just say, well, I don't feel like going tonight, so I'm not going to go. You realize there's somebody that's going to be there that's going to be looking for me tonight. I invited somebody to church, and if they come, they're going to expect to see me. i got to be faithful. I, I don't really feel like going to this activity, but there's going to be some younger people there that they're going to, they're going to need me to be at that activity. You can know that you're going to grow. Are you going to grow this week? Well, I don't know. Well, why don't you plan to grow this week? Why don't you get with the source of wisdom every day this week? Why don't you take every opportunity that the church affords you this week to be with wise people, other believers? Why don't you listen to some things, whether it's music or preaching? Why don't you listen to some things that bring you wisdom and cause you to grow? He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Guaranteed growth. Guaranteed growth. Father, I pray that you'd help us to take advantage of the opportunity for guaranteed growth. Help us to take you at your word when you say, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. And help us to heed the warning of the rest of the, of the verse that companion of fools shall be destroyed. Our crowd will define us. And so many times we emphasize the danger of getting with the wrong crowd and it'll wreck our life. And Lord, I know a lot of people who got with the wrong crowd and their life is, at least for now, in bad shape. They can turn it around if they want to, but I know scores and I know hundreds of people. I could list name by name hundreds of people that I know whose lives are messed up because they got with the wrong crowd. But that's unfortunately all we ever emphasize. The first part of the verse is the first part of the verse. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Lord, I pray that we would take that as a guaranteed growth principle. If I will walk with wise men, I will grow. I will grow. And I pray, Lord, that we would make that a part of our everyday life, to get with wise men every day so that we can be wise. Please bless. Please work, I pray. I wonder who's here this morning who say, I...